Nation.org podcast coming away. This is number 352, guys. This time we're going to do RAD, the SARM RAD 140. Uh, Steve me here. Rick, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, bro. So, yeah, guys, let's talk about RAD. So, Rick, uh, you know, you looked up the history. What's interesting about RAD, I'm going to steal some of your thunder on this one. It's one of the only SARMs that's actually preclinical, and it's actually one of the main SARMs that we use. The other one being S23, but we don't really use S23 in the fitness industry. S23 has kind of come and gone, but guys don't really like that one. But RAD is the one that we use as a performance-enhancing SARM, and it's actually preclinical. It's actually one of the ones that actually has a chance to one day be FDA approved and on the market. So let's talk about RAD, selective androgen receptor modulator. It is a legitimate SARM. We've talked about stuff like, you know, we talked about GW before. We talked about Nutriball. Those aren't SARMs, but RAD is a legitimate SARM, even though they're sold as SARMs. And the major advantage of taking a SARM versus anabolic steroids is you can get a lot of benefits from a performance enhancing standpoint without the side effects that come with anabolic steroids. So there are some side effects though with RAD. We'll get into that later in this podcast. So, you know, we're going to talk about that. So before we do, I'm going to bring in Rick. Tell us a little bit about the history of RAD. There isn't much to really talk about, but there is some stuff. Yeah, not a lot. Uh, RAD was first described and put out there about 2010. And by 2011, there were some studies done on primates. The studies found that the primates did gain some more muscle mass, not significant, not as significantly as, as tests that have been done with uh, real steroids and, and even some of the other uh, um, new compounds. So it's, the increase in muscle mass wasn't that great, uh, and there hasn't been much of, of anything else until now. Recently, apparently in 2020, and I just ran across this today, guys, to be honest. In 2020, there was a, an instance of someone... Uh, having uh, liver problems, uh, liver liver failure over RAD. Apparently, RAD was, was to blame for it in this case. There hasn't been much, as far as I can tell. It's just that 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 clinical study, and then recently, anecdotal uh, from people uh, using it, uh, blaming some of the liver values on tests and some liver issues on it. But it's fairly new. It's fairly new, and guys are 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 using it. So there isn't uh, much more history in it than that. That's it. All right, guys. But there is a lot to talk about, uh, even though it doesn't have much history. But it has been around. I can remember it wasn't one of the early SARMs that people in the fitness industry were using. It kind of came along maybe 20 or 30% into the whole SARMs revolution, I would say, over the past decade. And like Rick said, you know, the studies came out and stuff but what the cool thing about rad is is the way it was designed it's actually designed to kind of replace hormones in the body so you can use it as hormone replacement therapy that's the way they've been designing it to be used but it doesn't come with those dht side effects so you don't get issues with your prostate you don't get issues with losing your head hair you don't get major organ issues with it now, I've seen the blood work on 
on rad when you solo at a therapeutic dosage the side effects are, are, are barely anything but obviously we don't use them rick at therapeutic usages do we what we do is they we run them 10 20 30 times the therapeutic dosage and then we throw in more SARMs on top of it so when you do that you can have side effects and some of the blood work that i've seen there is some cholesterol issues that come up your cholesterol levels get thrown off that's going to happen anything you put in your body that's foreign is going to throw your cholesterol levels off that's just normal another thing that's going to do liver it is going to cause some liver issues but nothing like taking an, an anabolic steroid especially an oral anabolic steroid or alcohol or even things over the counter like aspirin for example so there are some signs because we are using them at much higher dosages and we'll kind of get into the dosages in a little bit but how does it work how do these SARMs work as a whole we talked about SARMs on previous podcasts Rick you guys can go back and listen to them but these SARMs give you those anabolic effects without giving you those side effects that I discussed the hair loss the prostate the crazy organ issues the crazy issues with other things in your body like inflammation skin issues etc etc shutting you down SARMs do not shut you down anything like steroids I've seen the blood work guys slight suppression very very slight your LH will go from like five to three and a half or three but when you run anabolic steroids they go from five to near zero within a week or two they shut you down right rad will not shut you down wow this is really really good on paper right so imagine using this for your hrt for the next five years ten years versus using testosterone which is what 99 percent of people use for their hrt but shutting yourself down for five to ten years and not having those fertility issues in the future if you decide hey i don't want to do hrt anymore so that's what rad was designed for and this is why you see rad a big hit in the fitness bodybuilding industries what do you have to say on that rick you know rad is one of those compounds that was developed in order to replace testosterone for hormone replacement therapy it, that was the specific reason why it was it was created you know, one thing about SARMs, guys, I'm going to throw on this show, on this show out there and tell you guys, guys what, why SARMs are out there now and they, they're new. So basically, in the last 20, I said the last 15, 20 years, since we, we've, the world has become more flat and there's way more ways to communicate across the land, uh, guys, uh, underground chemists, guys maybe uh, around the same kind of knowledge base as uh, Steve and myself, would actually started being on the lookout for experimental drugs. You see these pharmaceutical companies, a lot of them are, a majority of them are traded on the stock exchange. And so as part of their way to pump up their stocks and, and keep investors interested, they'll tell you guys ahead of time what they're working on, what drugs they have ready, what phases they're at. And they'll tell us about some of the results these studies get published. So in the last 15 years, 20 years, very recently, um, underground chemists started to look look through all of these 
research papers and start finding compounds that are interesting, that are working in a way that could be beneficial towards bodybuilding. And now since the world is flat, you can go right to, to a Chinese manufacturer with the actual uh, nomenclature, with the actual uh, framework and have them make that compound for you. Have them completely recreate it for you. Something that was, would have been, it'd been really hard, almost impossible to do for the, before the, the, the 2000s. Before the 2000s, the best you got was like Dan Duchesne. He figured out, even though the drug had been around for ages, he figured out in, in the late 80s, early 90s, that you could use Novadex to prevent gynecomastia from steroids, right? So in, in the case of SARMs, guys are just, underground chemists are just looking through the literature that becomes available. They're looking at what the pharmaceutical companies are putting out there, what, what kind of marketing they're putting out there to keep their stock prices high, what drugs they're working on. They go through the research, they, they look through it, and then they're um, having this stuff made in China. It's very similar, guys, I'm going to admit. It's very similar to the way that we, that we develop new supplements. And so as of more recently, now that we, we have the ability to just give the Chinese nomenclatures, hormone structures, and say, hey, I want this. And it's so much cheaper to make now than it used to be. It's so much easier. This is where now these, these underground chemists are scraping all of the studies, all of the literature that becomes available, looking for drugs that could interact with your body in a way that would promote either, some, either uh, anabolic effects, promotional muscle, or fat burning, you know, metabolic effects. And this is where all the SOMs come from. Rad is one of those. Some of these SARMs have been developed for other reasons that have nothing to do with muscle building, helping, uh, with replacing uh, testosterone as a hormone replacement therapy option. RAD was one of those that was developed specifically to replace testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. If you guys go back to all of our compound episodes, you'll notice that there are several compounds that have been created and put on the market in order to try and replace testosterone as the go-to compound for hormone replacement therapy. And what ends up happening is that so far, testosterone is still numero uno, baby. Testosterone is still number one. We're still using testosterone for hormone replacement therapy after some four decades of different compounds being released into the market and trying to replace testosterone, give the same effects as testosterone, just safer. And none of them have really knocked the champion, you know, off, off of the pedestal. You know, none of them have really taken the belt. Testosterone is still the champion. So, uh, yeah, that's a, just a little bit about RAD. Um, in the case of RAD, doesn't seem like it's going to replace testosterone anytime soon. Um, that's all I have to say on that. What, what do you got, Steve? Well, one of the advantages of RAD over testosterone, Rick, is that RAD, this is another one I didn't mention earlier, estrogen. It does not convert to estrogen. That's really cool. Testosterone will. So if you are estrogenic sensitive, which some guys are, some guys can't even run 100 milligrams of testosterone without getting itching on their nipples and gyno symptoms, then this is where RAD can come in and replace it. You can use RAD you know, as a standalone. You can use it for your HRT. That's the dream, right? But guys are finding they can use it on cycle. Instead of using testosterone on cycle, they can run RAD and Primo, RAD and EQ, RAD and Trend, RAD, et cetera. 
with their cycles instead of testosterone. So that's, if they can kind of use it as a weapon like that and it works good for them, that's really, really cool. Um, but, you know, like you said, Rick, um, the problem with it, you know, is it too good to be true? Maybe. The problem with it is testosterone is androgenic. Rad is not going to be androgenic. So you're not going to get the aggression. You're not going to get the boost in strength. You're not going to get that crazy boost in libido, which most people get from androgens. So that's, again, it's not anything like anabolic steroids. SARMs are not like anabolic steroids. You know, one thing to consider when you talk about all these compounds that affect your androgen receptor, there, there's a two-step process to kind of how to, how to, I don't know, grade it or know what the compound will do. You've got affinity and you've got expression, okay? We've all heard this, uh, androgen receptor affinity, you know, gene expression. You've got affinity and expression. Affinity is how, how competitive that compound is to get at the androgen receptor, how competitive it is to get there before testosterone, before the hydrotestosterone, uh, or, or after it. And then there's expression. Expression is once the actual compound hits the receptor, how much and how strongly and how does it affect a gene expression of the, of the nucleus of the cell? Because testosterone basically touches the receptor, sends a signal down to the, to the nucleus of the cell, and then the cell behaves differently. The cell behaves in a way that's more conducive towards it growing, anabolic, repairing, all those things, right? So you have those to affinity and gene expression. When it comes to RAD, you're looking at a compound that has a higher affinity. It will outcompete testosterone and dehydrotestosterone for those androgen receptors. It will get there and it will stay there longer than, than testosterone and, or dehydrotestosterone will. However, when it comes to expression, it is not as strong. It is not going to be as anabolic as testosterone. It is not going to be as androgenic as, as testosterone or the hydrotestosterone. So, but it will outcompete out your own testosterone away from those receptors. What happens then is that creates more free-floating free testosterone, more free-floating testosterone around your system that can now be aromatized by the aromatase enzyme that can now be converted into, uh, into the hydrotestosterone by the five reductase, uh, again, converted into estrogen through the, the aromatase enzymes. So some of those side effects that RAD on its own is trying to avoid, it might make it easier for those side effects to happen through the own testosterone that your body's making. Now, this is in the context of like us meatheads that have, you know, good to high or to normal testosterone production. And then we throw a rat on top of it. We don't need it. Maybe a guy that's really low on testosterone, he, he, and he adds some rat. Maybe he won't have a problem. Maybe, maybe uh, rat will take up most of those androgen receptors. And then the little bit of testosterone his body does make will take up some of the others and he will be fine. He might not have a big shot in estrogen. However, when it, comes to guy who's got close to normal production or is already taking a testosterone booster like and to generate beforehand or is shooting testosterone and throwing rat on top of it now you create a situation where 
you're placing a compound with higher affinity to those androgen receptors in your body that's going to displace the testosterone and maybe other, other really strong steroids out of those receptors. So how do you run rad? What's the dosages? So four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, usually guys will run it eight to 12 weeks. And then the dosage, listen, 10, 20 milligrams is going to be enough. Uh, some guys go as high as 30 or 40 milligrams. I don't really see that being beneficial. If you're a female, 5, 10, 15 milligrams at the most, that's going to be your dosage. So, you know, those are going to be your dosages. You can run it four weeks. And if you decide, hey, I like this stuff, you can buy another bottle and run another four weeks. You know, it's very flexible. It's not like running anabolic steroids. When you're on anabolic steroids, you run it for four weeks, you're going to get shut down during that four weeks. And if you decide, hey, I want to run another four weeks and you order it, well, you're shut down, you know, during that time that you're ordering it. So SARMs, you can be a little more flexible. Do you need a PCT with SARMs? Do you need oral support with SARMs? I'm going to let you in on this, Rick. What do you think about using oral support with SARMs? It depends which SARM it is. Obviously, I've designed my whole product line to be taken with, with PDs, you know, performance enhancement drugs. So if you're asking me about my brand, uh, RAD will wreck your liver values. It's, been, it's already been anecdotal and pretty sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out in more studies. It will have an effect on your liver. So taking Entogard with it, like guys who are taking, you know, Anadrol and Anavar taking into guard with it. It's got the tutka in there, milk thistle, prickly, several other ingredients for the liver. Helps. It's a great way to go. And yeah, you do need it, man. You do need to take care of your liver while taking rad. Out of all the SARMs out there, rad may be the one that affects your liver the most, as we can tell from anecdotes. What do you think, Steve? Am I uh, not accurate on that? Have you seen any other any other SARMs that are reported to have a, a devastating issues on the on the liver or not have you seen any other psalms that the i haven't seen any evidence that any psalm caused devastating issues but i've seen evidence that especially if you stack psalms it will strain your liver a little bit so i I'd go ahead and run n2 guard with it you can maybe do three four caps of n2 guard instead of the regular seven or ten caps that you would on anabolic steroids but i, I would run n2 guard with it yeah definitely run n2 guard and keep the cycles uh not that long keep them short and look, and if you're shooting testosterone or your testosterone levels are normal to high, for whatever reason, either you're taking a testosterone booster or you're just like that naturally, you really want to make sure to take your anti-ease to control some of that water retention, some of that additional estrogen, and take your liver support products. I'm going to wrap it up at the end. When we get close to the end, I'll wrap it up and I'll tell you guys what my final advice is on RAD for any of you guys out there thinking about using it. But yeah, it's, it, you, you, should use, you should use liver support and have an anti-estrogen on hand. Out of all the SARMs, like, like GW, Carterine, you'd be fine. You know, maybe a little bit of liver support, but it's not as bad as, as RAD when it comes to liver values. So do you need PCT with SARMs? You don't need a full PCT with SARMs. You don't need an aggressive PCT with SARMs because SARMs don't shut you down like anabolic steroids, as I, as I said. But you do need a mini PCT. So I'd run a little bit of N2 Generate, N2 Generate ES, if you can afford it. Be really good, four to six weeks. 
And that would be good for PCT. You don't really need to go overboard with PCT with SARMs because they're not going to shut you down. Like I said, your LH is probably going to go from five to like three, three and a half or two and a half at worst. So you'll rebound after your SARM. That's a big advantage, Rick, of using SARMs versus anabolic steroids. If you want to keep your reproductive health there as you get older, it's a good idea to mess around with SARMs instead of messing around too much with anabolic steroids. If you're a younger guy, 21 to 25, 21 to 29, in your 20s, mid-20s, early 20s, late 20s, maybe hold off on anabolic steroids. Maybe use these SARMs. RAD is a great one to use because it's not going to screw up your reproductive health. So in your 20s, you might want to go that route and then save the steroids to get in your 30s. Just an idea to think about. And a lot of guys are doing that. A lot of guys are realizing, hey, I maybe I want to have kids. Maybe I want to have kids. Rick, you, you've got three kids. You might want to have you know, a couple more kids you know, before you hit 45, right? Well, if you're using anabolic steroids, you're not going to be able to have. You, your odds of having children are going to be much lower. But if you use RAD, if you use these SARMs, you're, you're going to keep your fertility going for the next few years. So you've got that little window to take advantage of. And you'll get some good results from these SARMs. What kind of results do you see with SARMs? I've run them. Rick, you've run them. Other guys have run them. We've seen the results. You're not going to blow up like you would on steroids. You're not going to put on 20, 30 pounds. Would, like you would on, on steroids if you, if you, you know, especially on a first cycle or something. But SARMs, you can, you can pick up a couple good pounds on an eight or 12-week cycle. Good quality weight, no, no water retention, no fat. And these SARMs have fat-burning properties too if you stack them the right way. So RAD is you can use a standalone. I always recommend using GW with, as your base with SARMs. I love GW, the endurance benefits, the fat loss benefits. So nothing wrong with a GW, 20 milligrams a day, and a RAD, 10 or 20 milligrams a day cycle. Nothing wrong with that. Eight weeks, 12 weeks, you'll get fantastic results, very little side effects, and you'll recover very, very quick. Finish it up, Rick. What are your final thoughts? All right, final thoughts on RAD. I personally wouldn't use it. Uh, here's why. All of, some of the other SARMs, uh, all SARMs are pretty much weaker than, than steroids, than steroids you can get. All other SOMs have some additional benefit. The majority of them, not all, have some additional benefits. Carterine will increase your cardio through the roof. Fat burning on autopilot is incredible. Osterine, it'll help heal bones, joints, all that stuff. S4, also a re great recovery agent. Increase your stamina. They all have additional benefits. Rat is one of those that it's just kind of there to build muscle. There aren't a ton of additional benefits to it. And also, it's weaker than the steroids. So, Rad, I'm going to tell you guys, probably not the best one to use. Okay, who should use Rad? Let's, let's turn that around. Who should use Rad? Okay, if you don't have the funds, insurance, to go through a TRT clinic and get yourself Anavar, if you don't, if you're scared of uh, getting in trouble and you don't want to get Anavar or something or, or, or Winstrol through the underground, uh, and you just want to get something you know comparatively cheap comparatively inexpensive 
that'll still have better than some better than natural results and you want to be able to buy it over the counter and not not break the laws okay then maybe you you might be okay looking at rad even though i wouldn't probably i would probably wouldn't go step over a an osterin and uh, and s4 stack to go use rad i personally wouldn't i'd use those two if you you know if if you just check all those boxes oh, okay i don't want to get trt uh, i get get anavar don't want to go on the ground get winston and or anavar all right we're going to get this rad i can buy my credit card have it shipped to my house no issues and i'm going to take it but it's not that strong it's going to compete with your natural testosterone that's that's got more benefits is going to compete with it for against receptors and there is the other guy who could maybe use rat a guy whose body's not producing enough levels of testosterone and for whatever reason he can't go on TRT maybe he can't can't afford it he just won't buy testosterone in the underground maybe he doesn't trust the product so then you could kind of toss rat in there but if you have normal high testosterone levels or you're already shooting tests if you are you know if you're already have access to or doing other steroids maybe skip this one you know maybe maybe don't fuck with it i mean for what it is going to have some liver issues it is, you are going to have some some little bit of side effects and you might you might actually okay if you think about it right if you have normal high testosterone levels and you add rat maybe you might take away from some of your really good gains because the rat is going to compete against your testosterone and and DHT in those muscle cells and it's not going to be as as anabolic maybe so just just tossing it out there guys the, the problem is that once the underground chemists started to find these compounds and they realized that there was a, a huge monetary incentive to find these compounds and and reproduce them and put it push them out on the market now they're they've going a little too too crazy and they're just putting out anything that looks like everybody every underground chemist out there guys like me and Steve you know that that have the knowledge base just scraping every piece of information that comes out looking for something hoping to have the next hit in their hands hoping to be the next underground brand to introduce this one song that's the best song to kill them all because whomever finds it is is stands to make a shit ton of money Let's be real. The first guy to find the first uh, outfit to find the next new SARM out there, it, it, you know, that's hiding right now in the medical literature. It, it's, it's hiding right now in all of the studies. The guy, next guy to find it, have it re, have it reproduced by the Chinese, bring it over here in mass and put it out on the market. That guy have a, a first line, first jump on it. And he stands to make a lot of money. And so underground chemists are now going a little bit in my opinion going a little bit too far and just putting stuff out that's really not any better or hat doesn't have any additional benefits to something like anabol and rad in my opinion may be one of them i mean unless i'm wrong steve has this i mean look unless unless steve do we know of any additional medical benefits that rad might have that regular uh, steroids don't don't have or or am I am I, am I just not a, not no no but the the side effect difference is is very important 
you know, the side effect, the lack of side effects. So that's the, that's the risk versus reward. You got to decide. But would you would you take would you take rat over Anavar? All things being equal, if, if let's say it costs the same, let's say it was e- it's easy to access. Let's say they were both same cost, same uh, uh, illegal status. Would you would you run a cycle with rat over Anavar if you could, you personally? It just depends, man. Like. It's it's not a bad idea like to run a, a a cycle or two and then throw in a SARM cycle with it instead of doing three steroid cycles a year. So I mean, it'd be good to use in a bridge. It'd be good to use as a, as a standalone cycle just to, you know, uh, instead of using a Anovar for example as a third cycle a year. So it has its place. It has its place. I would I would surely if I were to run Rad on its own, I'd run it with with a really strong testosterone booster, like my HC Generate ES, I might run it with that. And then at that point, okay, I'm, I'm not getting suppressed. My, my body's still recovering. And I'm adding some additional uh, synthetic androgens to the mix. Might do something. So I, I guess maybe in that regard. But just look, my opinion on it, guys, go to, go to clinic, get, get real uh, American-made Anavar. Go to a good source. Go to a really good source. Make sure you, if you guys uh, are, are looking around, make sure you get Steve's opinion on, on, on everybody beforehand so you don't get scammed. Um, and, you know, make sure you get Steve's opinion and, and, and helps you figure out the guy's reputation so you don't get scammed. I, I would hit those two uh, before I went, I went and just grabbed my credit card and bought, bought Rada for one of, these, uh, one of these places online. But that's just, that's just my opinion on it. That, that's my opinion on it. Uh, uh, that's it, guys. All right, guys. So that sums it up. This was episode number 352, guys. We're steaming right along. Rad 140. For Steve Smee and Rick, has been another episode of Evolution Radio. We will talk to you guys next week with another episode. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.